Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, this week, the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConlogue, described it as an unacceptable cultural barrier. Simple sexism might be another way to describe the fact that women are often prevented from uh, taking over family farms, despite the fact that women are more active than ever in the ag sector. Hannah Quinn Mulligan is a beef and dairy farmer and the founder of the Women in Agriculture Stakeholders Group. Good afternoon, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Uh, could you give us any kind of a sense of like how, you know, how, how active within the ag sector women are right now? And perhaps many of them aren't even being recognised for that. Very active. And I would say that they have always been active and always been overlooked. But to give you some stats, there are only, well, there's 130,000 farm families in Ireland. Just over 16,000 of those farms are officially run by women. women. But according to the CSO, 70,000 women work on farms every single day and a huge majority of those are the wives of farmers. And this has created huge issues, not just because women don't inherit farms or aren't being encouraged to take over farms. Even if you look at the SBD Young Farmer Awards were last night and I don't even think there was one female in any of the categories that was nominated, but there wasn't one single female winner and there's about six categories. So that wasn't fantastic. But even it's created an issue not for young, just for younger women, for older women, we have a huge pensions issue where women worked their entire lives on farms. In some cases, they had to leave their jobs outside the farm because of the marriage bar in the 70s in this country. Hmm. And not, they're, not all of their PRSI stamps were paid. So now they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s and aren't even entitled to a full pension. So <laughs> the issues are huge and very complex. Um, and need to be tackled. Yeah, and well, I suppose also then, given everything you've just said there, young women who, who might be thinking of getting into agriculture probably in, in many instances aren't bothering because they're thinking, oh God, that, that's an incredibly thick glass ceiling there. What you see is a lot of women are interested in agriculture. If you look at the Ag Science course in UCD, for example, they will always tell you it is 50-50 men and women. But when when people start to specify in their, say, their final year, what you will get is all the young men going into the dairy section because they know they're going to inherit the farm. And you'll get all the young women going into the ag business section. So you have a lot of women in the agribusiness section who are really passionate about agriculture and farming. Even think of Tara McCarthy, um, CEO of Board Bia for a long mm. time as well. And yet you will have very few women publicly on the ground. They're always there in the background. You know, I'm farming with my grandmother. You know, this, this issue hasn't necessarily affected me directly because, you know, it, it, there, there, is, <laughs> there is no man around my farm to, to take it over. But I did grow up with... Um, you know, people calling to the door and asking my grandmother, where's the box? (laughs) (laughs) Like the same thing, people like, people tell me, oh, women can't drive a tractor. And I'm kind of looking at them going, well, I've never sat on a tractor and a warning light's come on to warn me that I'm a woman and can't drive it. (laughs) 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 You're kind of going, where are you going with this argument? Um, So, yeah, um, there's a huge thing around, you know, the name, a name has to be attached to the farm. Mm. You have to give it to a boy to, to ensure the name. But I, I have a double barrel name. Like the worst thing that can happen is your child is going to learn the alphabet that much, much faster because they've got extra letters in their name. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not the end of the no, world. Well, the funny, th- funny thing is, Hannah, I, I'm pre- I, you know, I would be pretty 
sure that an awful lot of people listening to us now know exactly a story about a farm where the son had to get it, even though the son had no interest in it and the daughter who was interested in it had to emigrate or go and do something else or maybe run somebody else's farm for them just because of that whole kind of mindset. Yeah, but like, if you picture a farmer, what do you picture? You picture a man, you know, and if people picture a doctor, you don't necessarily picture a man or, or a woman. And we had this issue 100 years ago for doctors when, you know, it wasn't normal for a woman to become a doctor. So we just have to make it normal for women to be seen to be farmers. And like what Minister McConlogue is saying is really welcome. But I mean, it was a voluntary group that I set up last year. We put in a submission on the on the um, common agricultural policy, and for the first time ever, we achieved policies to support women in the history of the state. Mm. And uh, it was long overdue. All the research had been there. It was actually very easy to put together in a lot of ways. But even this National Women in Agriculture dialogue that um, he put Mary Cochran in charge of, that was something that we had in our submission. That was something that we campaigned and, and lobbied for, um, me as chairperson alongside the farmer organisation. So you know, it, it's welcome that the minister is saying this, but what is he actually going to do himself? You know, what policies is he going to come up with himself? What policies is his department going to come up with himself? You know, not another talk. We no one needs another talking shop. We yes. Need action. Yeah. Now, and, and, and on that point, then, Hannah, given mm-hmm. that it's a kind of almost hearts and minds thing, it's it's changing attitudes. How would you go about changing that? I don't know. Is the department listening? Do they want to pay a consultancy fee? <laughs> uh, <laughs> supplement my farm income. Um, look, there, there's a lot, a lot of things. But even, I would say, basic things. Because it's not just the farmer on the ground who has to change their mindset. It's the industry bodies. If I walk into my local dairy guild cooperative, they are selling toy tractors. And as a child, I loved my toy farm. I had tons. Of, I had toy Barbies as well. They would they would stand in gaps while I moved toy animals around my toy farm. <laughs> but all of those toy tractors in Dairy Gold all have boys' names. I have complained to Dairy Gold about this. Like, can you imagine being a little girl or having a little girl who is tractor mad and farm mad and runs up to a stand and all the toy tractors are in boys' names? Well, yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to wonder what's wrong with the industry. You know, it's a multi-billion euro industry and people are really proud of it. And you can't even just give a little bit. There's something very wrong there. Yeah. Uh, it, it, is there, though, like, are there, would there be, to your mind, kind of major moves that the minister could make to kind of help push this along? I, th- I think the minister has been, um, you know, so far has been very uh, kind of, Forthcoming, I think once once he realised that we weren't going to stop annoying him, uh, he's been he's been very forthcoming and very supportive um, of the things things to do to support women. But I think the next element is to make sure that these things happen. So there's been a, an increased rate of grant for women uh, over the age of forty. So for those wives that aren't getting recognition, for for example. And but those women have to do an agricultural qualification, even if they've been working on their farms the, their their whole lives. And what we've said is that can you simplify that? Can you give a recognition of prior learning instead of having to do a mandatory two year course? Can you shorten it to one year? You know, something like that needs to be forthcoming. Also, there's tons of questions around this increased rate of grants that's being given, but the Department of Agriculture hasn't put on um, any form of public information webinar or any form of evenings where people can go and get that grant. Because the whole point of it is, if, say, a male farmer, for example, brings on a female farmer officially into the farm partnership, because less than 1% of farms in the country are registered in male and female names, 
So if a farmer brings on a woman as a partner in the farm officially, they will get the extra grant as, as well. So there's a lot of men out there who are very interested in this female grant, uh, so for sheds and machinery. But there's questions out there and they haven't been answered and they haven't been clarified yet by mm. the Department of Agriculture or the Minister. And, and as I understand, some of these, gra- like there are grants available for women in agriculture, but they're age capped, but they're not for men. Yeah, that, that was very dis- that was very disappointing. So it is capped. Um, you could uh, get the higher rate of grant. Uh, the normal rate is forty percent grant for men and women over uh, the over the age of forty. But for women now over the age of forty, you can get a sixty percent grant. That was originally capped for women between forty up to the age of fifty-five, and we campaigned vociferously to get that changed and increased. And they did increase it um, up to the age of sixty-seven, but it's still capped at the age of sixty-seven. And that's disappointing for a lot of women out there who have been farming their entire lives. Their husbands, their ears suddenly pricked up when they heard that they could get an extra grant if they brought their wife on um, to the partnership. But now they're not going to bother, and it's just it's sad. Yeah, indeed. Uh, actually, a few. Uh, I'll reach out a few comments on this. Anna says, uh, my parents have a big farm and only two daughters. They regularly get asked, uh, now that they are retiring, who will run it? They say, our mm-hmm. daughters, of course. They get lots of shocked faces at that. They are always asked, would you not give it to the nephews? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dex says, seems to me it's a family issue in relation to farm inheritance. What can the minister do? I, but I suppose if... If farmers who are thinking about retirement are seeing other farmers leaving it to their daughters, then that might make them think maybe this is okay. Yeah, uh, that's it. But I I would say that there's a lot of women out there farming. There's Louise Crowley, who's very near me in Limerick, and there's a lot of other women as well. But it's usually when they're only children or it's usually when there's only women in the family, Mm, (laughs) a bit like mine. Um, So, you know, there's still a mentality or a mindset there that if there is a boy, even even a boy among, you know, five girls in a family or something, that the boy is going to automatically get the farm. So there does need to be a mindset shift um, and gradually maybe slow, slowly that will happen the more we talk about it and the more um, women kind of take public ownership of, of the field as well um, but there are still still huge issues around inheritance and uh, there's still a bit of a, a John B. Keane mindset to Yeah. Remember. Uh, Chris says, I love the comment about the toys. However, I nearly puked at the Late Late Toy Show when I saw the pink tractor. That's not the solution. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> and I, 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 sh- I share the, that feeling there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hannah, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Hannah Quinn Mulligan there, founder of Women Agriculture Stakeholder Group and, of course, uh, a beef and, and dairy farmer herself. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.